This Wicked Chops podcast is brought to you by Ember Gaming, a platform with a plan. Visit www.embergaming.com. Ever find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Now tuned into the greatest. Wicked Chops podcast, Breaking Bad. You knew we were going to do it. We've been talking about it. It's time. The show's over. It was great. Joining on the panel today to discuss this season, where it ranks, what we thought of the finale, all things Breaking Bad, frequent podcast guest, Jay Greenspan. Hey, Chops. Uh, infrequent podcast guest, Dave F. Train Bear. Howdy. And all in uh, managing editor and Grant Land contributor, Eric Raskin. Hey Chops, how are you? Good. First time, first time on the Wicked Chops podcast. Good to have you. First time, long time. First time, long time. So let's just get right into it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down the panel, and I want your grade for the finale, for the series finale. Jay, let's start with you. What do you give it? I give it a A minus, and I could, could be talked into a solid A. Okay, Dave. I give it an A minus, and definitely could not be talked into a solid A. All right. Uh, it seems like you got some bashy room in there. And then, Eric, how about you? Uh, I'm going to be really interesting here and give it an A-. minus. Um, <laughs> although, I-, I was on the fence a little bit between A- minus and B+. Plus, so if I have to lean one way, it would be more toward that. But I feel good with A-. minus. Okay, and then, for, for me, if you had asked me immediately after the show ended last night, I would have given it an A+. Plus. As I've thought about it through the day, I'm kind of closer to a B. So I'll just go, I'll go B+, plus, maybe a solid B, uh, and at least somewhat a, a voice of, of uh, dissension here. But, uh, Eric, let, let's start with you. Your expectations going into the finale, I... Uh, did you? Did it end? Did it wrap the way that you were expecting it to? Uh, no, it, it didn't. I guess in the sense that throughout this final season, we were on this crazy death spiral of just things getting worse and worse uh, in terms of the plots and the characters, but meanwhile getting better and better in terms of the quality of the show. It was this amazing season. So as things were get, getting to this unbelievable low point, I was not quite expecting this relatively happy ending of a finale. That's and that's sort of where my A minus rather than A or A plus comes from is um, not that I wasn't happy to see all these characters get the happiest endings possible, given where everything was heading into the final episode, uh, but just that um, it didn't. Quite 100% fit for me with where the show had gone. And, you know, maybe credit to Vince Gilligan for subverting our expectations once again by giving us a happy ending uh, of sorts. But that, for me, it was the, the, the finale was so totally climactic that it was a little bit anticlimactic for me. Okay. Dave, as a, as a guy who likes the A's and in turn then probably likes the happy endings, uh, where uh, did you think that this was too happy of an ending? Uh, yeah, I didn't like this happy ending. And I think the reason why is because the show sort of set up this premise throughout its entire run that Walt made this terrible decision to get into the meth business and then several terrible decisions after that. 
And these decisions, you know, were supposed to basically have completely destroyed everything that he cared about in his life. Uh, you know, it tore his family apart. It wound up with his brother-in-law being killed. It, you know, all these sort of real negative repercussions to these choices. But then in the end, somehow the choice winds up working out at least a little bit because his son's going to get $9 million out of this. Like, it just, it just felt a little... Um, it, just tidy, just, a little tidy, maybe. Uh, a little tidy, or 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 a little. I, I just think I can understand the motivations for the characters and how everything played out. It makes perfect sense, but I think morally, you know, as a as a culture, you you don't want to see the bad guy sort of win, and that's what's been set up this whole time is that Walt's not going to win, but in the end, he kind of does. So it just it sort of isn't he like the 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 least worst of the bad guys? Like it would have been really bad had the neo Nazis won, right? Sure, but I, I think I think it just it bothers me because he he kind of gets to he gets what he wanted, and for me the show was more about showing how his desire to have these things, his his choice to do these terrible things, create a meth empire to sort of go after these things, was supposed to kind of blow up in his face, I, I felt. I felt that's where the series had gone throughout the entire five seasons, and now sort of in the end, it kind of flipped that on its head a little bit and decided, nah, we like you, Walt, we're going to give you at least a little bit of what you want anyway. Well, and I think, I think it's very Right, and I think that's yeah. why we're all giving it such high grades, is that where Walt ended up is with, you know, estranged from his family, dying alone, he doesn't get to spend time with Holly, you know, see, see, get the last of his remaining days with his little girl, you know, so I think that this reprieve from the bleakness um, was was a little surprising, and there's this, like, sense to it, but I, th I think you can over... Um, overanalyze how bright and sunny you know, yeah. this, this finale was. It's a relative bright and sunny. Yes, yes exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the dude died without his family, alone in a meth lab. So, not the most glorious, best, happiest way for for a guy to go out. Yeah, I, 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 I'll give you that. I actually, I actually think that you know, overall, that this wasn't even really the the climax of the entire series. The climax was two or three episodes ago when they had the standoff in the Indian Reservation and all of the uh, revelations that came out of that after Hank was killed. This was sort of the the resolution. The last two episodes were sort of the resolution to that climax. And so maybe maybe because of that, it was tough for for me for this sort of series finality to you know really go out on. I know because that wasn't the intention. It seemed, but yeah, I've heard someone, someone somewhere referred to Ozymandias, the sixth episode of the season, as sort of a perfect finale, and then these next two episodes were sort of an epilogue of sorts. And if you view them that way, uh, it sort of it works that there were sort of multiple finales. Um, but and you know, the one thing that I think we can all agree on here is that we're holding this finale to an absurdly high standard that the show had set. So our, you know, our A-minus is for this. It's relative to 
the A plus, I think, that this show is capable of that very few shows ever were capable of hitting. So here's an interesting just critique or thought uh, that I haven't heard many people discuss, and that's what Vince Gilligan, or did Vince Gilligan, who's the showrunner for the listeners that may not be as in deep to this as we are, um, does he owe it to the audience to make us happy with the finale? Because it seems like he actually wrote uh, a series finale that was intended for all of the fans, like, all the fans kind of got what they wanted. Jesse makes it out, got one last bit of, of Badger and Skinny Pete. Uh, I would say if there's, you know, Walt Jr., I would argue, doesn't deserve the money. He's an ungrateful prick. But uh, outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, uh, it seemed like it was very much to the fans, which would make it probably a great finale because it was still extremely entertaining. Jay, do you agree with that? I think, yeah. I mentioned on the previous uh, podcast that we did that I, I think Vince Gilligan is a, an entertainer above everything else. He it, his primary goal, or like he's or his forefront of his mind when he's creating his episodes, when he's creating his arcs, when he's creating his characters, is keeping the viewers really highly entertained. And I think. Yeah, he wanted us to feel at the end of this that we were satisfied with the outcome. I mean, that we would have just been too much to have Jesse die, you know, be shot in the head by Todd after the methylamine had run out. This would have been too much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and I don't fault him for that. I don't, you know, it would have been something you could fault him for if it, he had subverted the themes and the characters that he had created throughout. But I don't think anybody's arguing that he did that. No, I mean, definitely the actions of the characters throughout the finale were, were in keeping with everything that had been established previously. Um, you know, Walt, when he sees uh, Gretchen and Elliot on the TV, his, his ego gets wounded one last time. And that's, I think, the sort of thing that spurs him into uh, going back and figuring out how he can use them to finally give his family what he really wanted. Um, but, you know, as far as it is, as far as it goes for me, I'm of the general opinion that most people are fucking idiots and I'd rather just see a bleak, <laughs> awesome story if that means that a whole bunch of people are going to be unhappy with it, so be it. So if that's so, the case, Dave, then why don't you like The Walking Dead? But, Jay, what were you saying? I was, I was going to ask Dave a question here. Would it have been um, more satisfying to you if it had ended, you know, when Walt, um, with the Ozymandias episode, when Walt Scott uh, gives, uh, you know, gives the baby over to the fire department and it ends there, you know, at the, you know, at the bleakest moment? You know, would that have been, would you think that would have settled with you? Yeah, I think it would. You know, I watched the last two episodes back-to-back -back because I didn't have time last week to watch the New Hampshire episode. And they just, they didn't resonate emotionally for me as much as the previous two had. So that would be in Ozymandias and Dajali. Like, they just felt, I don't know, it, it just, after those two previous episodes, I just didn't think that there was really much story left for them to tell or much further for them to go, apart from the fact that I guess Jesse was sort of, had been taken hostage by the neo-Nazis. But anything, all the rest of the characters, their fates at that point are pretty much 
Eric, do you feel like it was too tidy? Like, they cleaned it up too much? Um, I don't have a problem with the idea of complete closure and tying up all loose ends. I, I, I didn't... I, I wouldn't say it was too tidy in that regard. I, li- I liked that they did that. Um, but I guess the way that Walt's plan worked so perfectly um, felt... Again, just a little bit not quite true to uh, to the rest of the series. Except then, as I thought more about that, I guess you could say they did the same thing at the end of season four when he blew up Gus. That again, right. he put together this plan where a bunch of different things had to fall into place perfectly, and they did. And we got this uh, this sort of happy ending for our, our hero, if that's what Walt is uh, at that point in the story or at whatever point in the story. So I guess it's not unprecedented that, that they would go that route, but still, um, and I'm fine in general with, you know, suspension of disbelief and, uh, sure, Walt can be a MacGyver and make this machine gun, uh, contraption pop out of his trunk. I don't have a big issue with, with, with that, but it, it did feel just, a l- and again, this is all sort of nitpicking in a sense, but it did feel a little bit tidy that every little piece of the plan that he hatched, I guess, uh, you know, during his long drive from from New Hampshire to New Mexico, uh, that, that everything worked out the way it did. But that said, some parts of the plan were just super cool. I mean, the, the money scheme with Gretchen and Elliot and the, and the laser pointers and all that was phenomenal, just and, phenomenal. And unbelievable tension, too, because uh, that was the only... I would say that if you had... Somebody had asked me, how do you think this final episode is going to play out? Most of how that last part of the episode played out, everything from Jesse finding a way to kill Todd, uh, to Walt wiping them out, to not really a reconciliation with Jesse, but at least Jesse being able to get away happy while time. All of that I kind of felt like was going to happen, but that... That part with uh, with Gretchen and Elliot and the money, I, I did not see that coming anywhere, and I had no idea what, what matter. Actually, when they were, the first scene started and he just crept into the house, all creepy like, stealth like. Uh, did you guys think that he was going to kill him? Isn't that what you thought? Yeah, Dave. I certainly didn't think that it was going to go the way that it went. I wasn't sure if he was going to kill them or not, but certainly I felt like his motivations were that he was fucking pissed off at them and he was going to finally show them who the real boss was, you know, who, right. you know, his true Heisenberg, if you will. So, but, and the thing is, here's the, one of these things about this show that I just love, right? Because of all of the things that happened in this episode that were implausible, <laughs> that may have been the most implausible, right? That they were going to get this couple to, right. you know, put $9 million in an escrow to give to Walt Jr. and that he's going to see through it. I mean, and that requires enormous suspension of disbelief, but it's also incredibly entertaining. So we're like, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah that, that works for me. Oh, that was a pretty, yeah, I... I, I was willing to push that one, you, Eric. You talk about the suspension of display. I'm willing to push that one aside because it was pretty awesome the way that whole scene played out, and it wasn't a bad idea either. Uh, how how capable it is of pulling off another story. So, the Gilligan, uh, when he had pitched this, as the story goes, uh, pitched it as Mr. Chips turns into Scarface. Uh, do you feel like? At the end of the day, watching five five seasons, that Walt was evil. Eric, do you feel like Walt was an evil person? Ah, that, that, 
that's a tough one. He's certainly capable of evil. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, the line, I watched Jane die, yeah. it doesn't get any more evil than, than, than that line. Um, but yeah, I mean, th this whole discussion, th this was a huge part of what made this show so great, how how Vince Gilligan manipulated us from week to week into rooting for Walt, rooting against Walt, thinking he was a normal guy in a desperate circumstance, thinking he was pure evil. I mean, you know, going back to season four again, for, for a couple of episodes, Gilligan made us root for our big bad, Gus Fring. Uh, you know, right. They showed his backstory, and you're suddenly kind of rooting for him out how incredible is that that he pulled that off and you know and you know was Gus Fring evil you know I don't know it's it's really fun to talk about but in the end the fact that nobody had to be pure evil or pure good uh you know save for maybe uh ba baby Holly and Walt Jr. I guess uh you know the, the kids are innocent but otherwise uh there was just a lot of uh, a lot of gray and that was a, a big part of, of the genius of the show yeah and not to and we'll get to whether you guys think that he's if he's evil or not, too, but not to keep picking on Walt Jr., but like, I remember being a teenager, and I, that was, like, that was the dickiest part of my life, and that says a lot. So, how is Walt Jr. the most pure, nice, good kid ever? Uh, particularly with two fuck-up parents like that. I don't get it. Dave, uh, Walt. You were, you were, you were, in, you didn't have any, uh, physical, uh, handicap issues or whatever when you were growing up, right? I think that makes a difference. I, it would seem like it would make a difference the other way. But uh, anyway, Walt, is he evil? He He's evil, but he's still Walt. There's still a part of him in there. You know, that's the, the Gretchen and Elliot, when they're on that TV show, you know, Gretchen's, or one of them, I can't remember which one, says that the nice uh, man that they knew doesn't exist anymore. Right. And I don't really think that's true and I think that's been the one of the big points through the whole series is the duality of everybody even somebody who was a great uh, hero if you will like Hank had the dark sides to his personality when he beats up Jesse over the uh, whole scare with Hank's wife when he decides to pursue the case on his own outside the DEA because he knows that it's going to uh, results in his ultimate dismissal from the DEA and because it's his brother-in-law. All these sort of things, these are personality flaws that exist even in the so-called good characters. So, of course, the the so-called bad characters or evil characters are also going to have their positive uh, personality traits. And in the end, Walt still has the same piece of that sort of milk toast chemistry teacher that we're introduced to in the pilot That's that's in there and who just really wants the best for not only for himself but for the people that he cares about so i would say he's more evil than he was but there's still some sort of you know decency inside there jay i think he's the most fully realized incarnation of evil in any popular media that i can think of um the things that he proved capable of while convincing himself that there were reasons of doing it that were noble, right. um, you know, only amplifies just how, you know, abhorrent he was. And, and I think that the, the fact that Gilligan makes you sort of, it's so entertaining and sort of gives you access to those portions of his personality that are a little giving, um, is, 
you know, is what makes it so great that you want to follow this evil character. But, you know, it's like, it's one of these things. No one thinks they're evil. You know, murderers don't think, you know, don't think they're evil. They think they're doing something that is, you know, required by their circumstances. Um, and that he, he brought you along on the ride with this doesn't diminish Walt's, you know, his, his actions, what he was capable of. And, you know, poisoning children, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really <laughs> bad stuff, you know, bad, like how, what else, it's, it's interesting that we're having the discussion, actually, because it's like, what the hell would he need to do to convince you that he was just evil? No, it's, it's, a, it's an excellent point. Uh, it, I guess, to what you were saying, Jay, that he so fully realized and developed as a character, and because you did get to see some good and that, you know, up until the very end when he finally said that he did it for himself, uh, you know, there still probably was a part of him that, you know, he was trying to do something good and provide for his family. It just got spiraled significantly out of control. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been trying to debate this one all day on, on whether or not he's just pure evil or if there's something redeeming. And I guess there's, you know, even the worst people have redeeming qualities, but... Uh, you know, it, well, I, I, Walt's, Walt's an evil guy. I mean, you just, you know, as you brought up, you know, from the poisoning the children to, you know, ordering the murder. Uh, how many people has Walt killed on this show? Like 20, 30, 40? Do we, well, do we count the plane crash? <laughs> uh, no, not counting the plane crash. Okay. <laughs> That's indir indirectly killed by Walt, I suppose, and that raises the tally quite a bit. So here's another question then for you. Uh, and by the way, uh, whoever was talking about Hank, I do feel like Hank got a pass. I mean, he definitely did some things that, you know, while he was uh, certainly a noble character and, and it was horrible to see the way that he died, uh, he, he definitely had a, a darker side to him as well. But Jesse Pinkman, is he evil? Eric, do you think Pinkman was an evil character? He did kill... No, it, yeah, he did. He, he killed, you know, well, he killed Gail because he had really no choice in the matter. He, he killed reluctantly when he killed, except for, you know, Todd at, at the end, but uh, who, who didn't want to kill Todd? What I, I think I think some pretty some pretty good people would have killed Todd under those circumstances. Sure. Um, I was just thinking about Jesse as, as Jay was talking earlier uh, about how people who are evil wouldn't necessarily know it or admit it, that Jesse was sort of the opposite here, that yeah. um, he was he developed into the moral center of the show, but probably was more self-loathing and considered himself a bad person more than anybody else in the show did. So that was sort of a, an interesting irony of it, that he was maybe the, the best person among the, among the main characters, or at least developed into that, but, uh, but probably thought, thought he was kind of evil. Yeah. Dave, did you think Jesse was evil? Yeah, I mean, look, he said it himself to Walt in one of the episodes, I think in season three. He makes poison for people who don't care. I mean, that's what yeah. he does. He makes poison for people. That's not a good person. That's, that's a pretty evil thing to do. And everything that he did along the way, while in some, in some cases it was dictated by circumstance, in other cases it was not. In other cases he made affirmative choices, like when he, um, you know, sort of, 
paired up with Mike when uh, because of this sort of need for a father figure when he wasn't getting it from Walt, and he goes over to Mike, and he winds up, you know, folding himself sort of into the cartel operation on the side of, of Gus. It's sort of like, you know, what's going on here? And this is, these are not the choices of somebody who's a good guy. Jay? Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, a really good point, because I think there is a sympathy that comes about with Jesse, certainly after the circumstances that he's in towards the end, and his struggles, um, and his, I mean, just the just the incredible string of events that the, uh, Vince Gilligan and the writers put him through. Yeah. You know, it's just you just can't help but sympathize with somebody who's suffered suffered so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, he struggled, but you're. I mean, I think I think Dave's right. I mean, it's, he's he did some pretty horrible things. Is that evil? I. It's certainly it's certainly partway there. After I actually watched Talking Bad after the finale, and uh, Jesse or Aaron Paul, the the actor, was on it, but uh, you know, there's. It was very clear uh, just within that studio audience and, you know, listening to Vince Gilligan talk. And, uh, you know, everybody loved Jesse. Um, now, they had mentioned that, or Vince had mentioned that all of the characters were named after, like, family and friends in his life. So whoever is named Jesse in Vince Gilligan's life, he must hate. Because, boy, he put Jesse through some shit this last season. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, yeah, everybody – I don't think there's one person that was a fan of the show that really enjoyed the show that didn't want to see Jesse uh, get away and be happy in the end. Would, But it, as we've been critical of – semi-critical of, of how there was a happy ending, would you have been more satisfied had maybe Jesse died, Jay? No, that would have been heartbreaking for me. Dave? More satisfied in the show, not necessarily that you were rooting for it. I would not have been more satisfied. I mean, just, I, I, we all had the sympathy for Jesse because he was such a victim of Walt's psychological torture and manipulation, so I don't think it would have been more satisfying if he died. Eric? Mm, yeah, no, I, t I tend to uh, agree that it, it wouldn't have been more satisfying. I, I guess, though... You know, he's he's the one character... Well, I mean, I guess there are a few characters that we don't quite know where their lives are heading, but he, he's the one that, even though he's having his sort of moment of triumph there, if you really stop and think about it, it's hard to imagine that he's actually going to be happy, or, or you know, or even that he's going to be able to successfully assume some new identity and, and stay, stay out of the way of the law. Uh, you know, it's just, he doesn't, he doesn't have any money. Uh, he doesn't, uh, you know, have, uh, Robert Forster's phone number to, to, to get his, get his life, uh, started over somewhere else. And, uh, he's got all these issues and baggage and, uh, that, that, that are accompanying him for the rest of his life. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's sort of a, sort of a false happy ending, perhaps, for him, and I don't know that him dying necessarily would have been an unhappy ending, because to an extent that's what he wanted at certain points late in the show. Who's got a, what, Hector Salamanca in the background there, <laughs> ringing the bell? Yeah, sorry, that, that's, that's me. I don't know, what, somebody at the door, but I don't answer my door when I don't know, when I'm not expecting anybody, so. Uh, so then, uh, separately, okay, so everybody would have been, I would have, I would have been like, it would have been just an absolute gut punch if, if Jesse had died. 
Uh, so we all got that. Did you all want Walt to die? Like, I, I wanted Walt to die at the end. He kind of deserved to die. Eric, did you want Walt to die? Yeah, I mean, he, he had to. It's not so much a, a want as it would have felt completely absurd if he hadn't. I mean, I thought about, you know, what was the what, what kind of ending could have really, really pissed people off and, uh-huh. and felt like a, you know, a... A, a Dexter or a Lost or one of those shows that we hate the ending. Uh, and to me, the o- the only thing would have been, you know, Walt somehow beats the cancer and, and, and gets to live on. <laughs> you know, that just would have been so ridiculous. So whether they were killed, whether he got shot and killed or, or the cancer was about to end his life as the series ends, either way, you knew it was headed down that path. So, so cut, you know, smash cut to Holly's wedding and he's walking her down the aisle. Uh, Dave, did you want, uh, did you want, did you want Walt to die at the end? Do you feel like that, that had to happen? Yeah, I mean, that had to happen. I, I don't know that I wanted it or I didn't want it, but, uh, I felt like that's where the series had positioned itself for its entire run. It sort of told you this is what's going to happen and, you know, we're not going to tell you how we're going to get there, but you kind of knew that that's where they were going. So to not have that would have almost felt like cheating, I guess. Sure. Jay? Yeah, sure. I agree. Okay, so if we all wanted Pinkman to make it, and we all wanted or had the expectation of Walt dying, what was the problem with the finale? <laughs> Did it just I, get... guess, I, I guess it's that we kind of got what we wanted, and, and, and that, that this show had conditioned us to, to to not be ready to get what we wanted. That's, I mean, I, you know, if, if there was one thing that was sort of, sort of missing here, I don't know what it should have been, but the, there was a sort of an absence of, of a big stomach punch uh, yeah. that you didn't see coming uh, that, that just devastated you. That uh, I know it sounds like something we shouldn't root for, but with this show, it felt like... <laughs> this yeah. is going to sound really weird, but it felt like we were owed one more brutal stomach punch that maybe we didn't get. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the issue is not so much that we all got what we wanted, but that the characters that we were most connected to kind of also got what they wanted. Right. And I think that's the issue maybe that some of us have with this, is that in a show that had defined itself by so much misery of the characters that we were actually connected to, to see them all sort of get what they want, although as somebody pointed out earlier, it's not exactly the sunniest of happy endings, but to see them sort of get what they want and to come to some peaceful resolutions of each of their stories almost feels like that's not really the way this was supposed to go. So maybe that's why we're all just the slightest bit unhappy with it. I've got a... Okay, so away from Walt and Jesse for a little bit and some of the secondary characters, uh, even though maybe not necessarily secondary, but Skylar. Uh, Skylar was, uh, as I've learned after I binge-watched over the summer, but Skylar was a very... <laughs> and Salamanca agrees. <laughs> Don't cut Ixnay the Skylar's A talk. Uh, no, Skylar was, uh, you know, very uh, hated, I guess, by the fans and received a lot of vitriol, uh, so much so that she wrote an article in the New York Times about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, it was made to feel sympathetic. It felt like people were kind of coming around on her this season. But maybe it's because I binge watched it. It was a different experience for me. I actually it sounds horrible but you know halfway through the season she's saying hey why don't you kill jesse 
Like, she's not this great person either. She kind of sucks, too. Maybe not to, maybe she didn't deserve all the hate that she got, um, you know, and personal hatred, obviously, but uh, she's not all that great either. Did, what do you, did, Jay, what do you think of, what do you think of Skylar? No, she's the, this is what made this, uh, the last season, last, you know, eight episodes, um, or the last 16, you know, the, the, the part A and part B of this season, so wonderful, I think, is her, is her evolution on this. And I think, you know, when it stopped being about Walt's decline into evil and the evil that, like, he's spreading around him, you know, that, that I mean, I think you could, def- you know, really define evil by their reactions to the situations that Walt has put them in. And, you know, yeah, Skyler you know, deserves to spend much, much time in jail. She did not do well. You know, she was yeah. she was put to the test and she did not pass the morality test. Jesse did a much better job than she did. Um, yeah, no, that's that, that, that's a definitely a, um, you know, if, if you really examine the themes of descent into evil and what really evil means here, I think that's, you have to look very closely at Skylar. Yeah, you know, interesting, too, now that I think about it. Take the, the Oedipus dad-hating Walt Jr. Out of, the, out of the mix here on this one. Do you know who's probably, like, the most pure, good character out of all? All was Marie. Although she was a thief. Well, yeah, but okay, remove. <laughs> the, the, remove that's the that's a minor stuff. crime. Minor stuff. Compared. Yeah, that's a right. small misdemeanor. She's the one that whose I would say moral center would probably most reflect. I hope uh, most people in the country or in the world. Do Do you agree, Dave? Well, I mean, yeah. Once you get past the OCD and the kleptomania, I guess um, she. Uh, she seemed, but even so, she tried. She did try to steal Holly away from Walt and Skyler, which, while I guess just an extension of her kleptomania. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess she had the best of intentions. It's still not exactly, you know, totally above board. By the way, sort of a, a random question on Marie. Mm-hmm. I didn't look closely. But the one scene that. She had last night. Had she swept all the purple out of the kitchen? Sure seemed that way to me. Ah, I didn't notice. Was she in the kitchen? Yeah, I think she was in the kitchen in, in her house or wherever. Maybe she wasn't in her house. Maybe that's what the issue yeah. was. Maybe she's like in a safe house or something because Walt came back. Huh. So, how about... It seems like we all kind of got what we wanted for, for the ending, but uh, let's get a little creative here. Uh Jay, if you had an opportunity to rewrite the ending, let's say the last 15 minutes, how would you have done it? Yeah, I don't, you'll have to go to somebody else on the panel. I don't, uh, I don't play that. Okay. Um, <laughs> in, in fact, I will, I will take, but I will take this opportunity to really bash anybody who's written a piece on any like red website where they're where they take you know where they just bash the final finale have you read here. a bashy piece i haven't read anything oh about. yeah there have been there have been many and i really have nothing but contempt for people who have the gall to write it you know i feel like we've been treated to one of the real real achievements um in broadcast ever and certainly in the last couple of decades and you know you i guess you, you, it, it's okay to have problems with it but 
if you but to, to just say it was a piece of crap and undermine the series it's like then you're just looking for some some way to you know just get your name out there and get page views and I've got no respect that for that it sounds very bleacher reporty um, yeah just a, a, a sheer attention page view grab hack job of writing uh, what out of curiosity what are some of the because I can't I mean we're, we're nitpicking here but I can't imagine a, a blanket hatred dismissal of the finale I just can't see how you how you can what what are some of the comments that or what are some of the things that you're reading just curious <sighs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I give them up after a couple of paragraphs, but uh, people feeling that it was un, God, what's the unrealistic or something, as if this entire right. series wasn't a fantasy. Right. Um, yeah, and, it was, and, and I think people have a larger complaint with it being too pat, you know, too tied up. Um, but, it, but this is the thing for me, Chops, that, you know, when you ask me how would I do it differently, you know, there, there are certain, like, when I watch a John Apatow movie, I can come out of it, and I can tell you how I could have improved it. You know, okay. like, I can, I can give you the scenes that we could take out and how we could restructure it so it would be just fine. You know, so it would be much, much better. You know, I could give me all day on the Star, you know, the first three Star Wars episodes. <laughs> but for something like this, where it was just so expertly done, I just don't want to spend my time on it. You know, it's just like, I just want to appreciate it. You know, we've seen a master at work. We've seen, like, you know, a great, great achievement here, and I just want to appreciate it for what it is. I just don't want my mind to go there. That's, you know, my opinion. That's just how I am. Sure. Okay. Dave, would, would you have changed or altered anything? Keep in mind that I'll hate you if you say yes. And then... <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I can't say that I would have. Uh, you're talking about the last 15 minutes? I mean, yeah, no, let's I say the last say 15 minutes. I, I, I can't say that I would have. Um, I actually like the fact that, you know, Walt didn't take five seconds to even think about getting the rest of the money back. You know, he just shot Uncle Jack right in the head, which was the total revenge for everything, you know, that Jack put Hank and Jesse through. So, I mean, those those last scenes, they played out to me in a, in a way that made sense. So I don't think I would have changed them. Eric? Uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Vince Gilligan explain the polar bears on Lost and tell us definitively whether Tony Soprano lived or died. <laughs> I think that would have been cool if he could have pulled that off. Uh, that no, but no, I, I, I tend to react like, like, like Jay, even though I may have some small criticisms of the finale and it wasn't, you know, an A-plus for me. I don't have any better ideas. I, you know, I, I can't sit here and say, "Oh, we should have done that, uh, this or, or, or that." I mean, it was, it, it was, you know, it was really well done. And you know, I looked back at the whole sixty-two episode run, and I think there were maybe like three or four moments in the entire span of the show that I was kind of like, "Oh, I wish they hadn't done that." I mean, that's just incredible. Like when they crashed the planes together. Actually, I like that. Okay, I, I am that. not. I'm yeah. not anti-plane crash. I love the plane crash. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my negative moments, uh, I think the one that stands out most is uh, Walt and Walt Jr. sitting around watching Scarface. Felt like so heavy-handed uh, that, uh, that that didn't work for me. And this is, you know, we're talking about a 30-second scene in, in, the, in the entire span of the show, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, Jay, this, this probably won't disappoint you at all, but, you know, as a guy who, you know, it's, 
relatively well discussed. I kind of like Spite. Um, I, I could not have written a better last 15 minutes if I could. Like, everybody that needed to get some sort of spiteful comeuppance got it and got it from the right person. So it couldn't have been better. Actually, I might I might go back to an A plus now. That's that's why I, I was giving it. It's why I was giving it an A plus after I first watched it. Like, holy shit! Everybody got the the spiteful conclusion that they deserved. That's perfect. What about Walt? Huh? What about Walt? He died. Yeah, and but he didn't get any sort of spiteful comeuppance from anybody. He died alone in a fucking meth lab. That's his spiteful comeuppance. I don't see the spite there. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess nobody. But I mean, he he probably, I would imagine, would have preferred to have died, you know, in a hospital bed with his wife and Holly, maybe Walt Jr. Um, and so he didn't get that, I guess. But who would have? Get, I guess Jesse would have given him the comeuppance. Who would have given him the comeuppance? Well, that would have been Jesse or Hank. Of course, Hank's already dead. But. Right. So he kind of got his comeuppance, but then it was taken away by the Nazis. So then he got his comeuppance on the Nazi for taking away his comeuppance. And then he died. Well, let me throw out uh, an idea that I read on one of those uh, one of one of those recaps that may have been one that you read, Jay. I'm not sure, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good critical recap by uh, by Emily Nussbaum in the New Yorker. I don't know if everyone read that, but she had. Uh, an idea of what she thought was happening during the finale because it was turning out so happy and it didn't seem right to her. She thought that we were then going to find out at the end it cuts back to Walt sitting in the car in New Hampshire, frozen to death, and that he's just had this dream of this plan he's executed and he didn't actually get to execute it. I'm just curious, would that have been a, a cooler ending or would that have been no, whatever? I would have been, didn't they do that 25 years ago in Dallas? Yeah, I would have been furious at that. That would have been horrible. That would have been very, very, very bad. Yeah. All right, that seems to be unanimous then. That yeah. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we've... Uh, I, thought it, I thought that was an interesting idea. Whether it was a, whether good or not, it was something that hadn't occurred to me that would have been sort of interesting. But, yeah, and, you know, they... they uh, and I guess probably part of the reason why she would have thought that is you had Jesse, you know, imagining himself woodworking. Uh, and then, you know, being snapped into the reality that he was you know, almost a slave to making meth for, for meth Damon for Todd. <laughs> so. And, and can I just one point, one thing about that end? I don't think I've ever been so happy to see a character throttled as I was to see Jesse strangle Todd with that chain. I mean, that was just, that just felt great. It did feel great. Did you, cause I actually liked the Todd character a lot. We'll remove the neo-Nazi and everything else from him. Like I, I, I did like his character, um, but it did feel great for Jesse to to get that. On I don't know. What did you think of the Todd character, Jay? Did you like Todd? Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was a great, such a well-written character. I mean, the, one of one of these uh, creations of the writing staff. There, I think he and uh, wh uh, what's what's the um, Mike, the the, the I was the woman who did, did the logistics. Lydia. Lydia, yeah, he and Lydia were just incredible characters. I mean, I've never seen anything like the two of them. So well defined and, from like the first moment, too. Right. No and I hated. I mean, Todd, you get like because he's so he's so polite and seems like so he's such a nice young man, and then he's like he's capable of putting a bullet in a kid without a second thought of 
you know, shooting a total innocent woman in the back of the head for right. no reason that, oh, it's just, he's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and to apologize right before he does it, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, again, this this since we've been doing these podcasts, or at least Jay, since you and I have been doing these podcasts, you know, what really spurred it is you sending me a couple of texts, I think, asking if this is, you know, the greatest season of a show ever. Um, I know we haven't, I know we haven't had a lot of time to digest it all, but uh, and Jay, we'll, we'll go to you last on this one. We'll start with Eric. Uh, Eric, where does this rank as far as the greatest seasons of a TV show ever? Is it number one? Is it top three? Where is it for you? Um, I guess I should qualify that there are certain great, a handful of great shows that everyone loves that I haven't gotten around to. So this is just out of out of what I've seen, yeah. uh, which is a lot of the prestige dramas of recent years, but not all of them. Um, and I guess I should ask, are we talking about the eight-episode second half of the last season or the whole 16 episodes? I think it's the whole 16 episodes. Okay, and I guess it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, the, the, the second eight were stronger than the first eight, but uh, it never hurts to complement those with the first eight and view it all as one. I don't think I can think of a better season of TV that I've ever seen. You know, maybe Seinfeld season four, but that's that's like a completely absurd comparison. The yeah. two shows are, just have nothing in common. But yeah, as far as a dramatic series, I would honestly say that the last season of this show is better than, than anything else that I can think of. Dave? Well, you know, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I'm trying to think um, versus the things that I have seen you know, their best seasons. Like, I think most people would agree that for a show like The Wire, season four was probably the strongest of that show. Um, and I would say that season five of this show was definitely better than season four of that one. I actually wonder, because I haven't gone back to rewatch the first half of this season at all. I, I didn't rewatch it in the lead up. And I'm wondering how this season compares to season three of this show, which I thought was probably the strongest of the first four. I thought it was even better than season four. Um, but the second half of this season, with it so fresh in my mind, and just how it was a runaway train by the by by the end. I mean, up until maybe the last you know one and a half episodes or so. I definitely say this would be on my Mount Rushmore of okay. top seasons. Jay, where is, it, where is it coming for you one day after the series finale? Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I'd put it at number one. It's, there's been nothing um, that's created the kind of anticipation and tension uh, that the you know, seven intervening weeks have. Um, you know, the, I, I will say that the only there's a difference here for me from my what would be number two, which is The Wire season three for me, mm -hmm. is that I was able to binge watch that, so I didn't get this build up, this anticipatory you know tension in the days leading up to it, um, which I might have um, had I watched it you know when it was on every week rather than be able to you know watch three at a time on a DVD, but uh, you know everything that went into this. And, you know, this is coming from a guy who wasn't an enormous fan. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was, like, a really great, great show. I thought this was just amazing, and I loved it, and I'm happy to, you know, say it's number one. Yeah, and, and uh, 
I, I, I guess I parrot a lot of what, what you're saying on this, Jay. You know, I uh, didn't watch it until June. It was a binge watch. I found it wildly entertaining, well-written, all, all the stuff that we discussed on previous podcasts. But uh, it wasn't at that just other level. And this this season, it was just exhilarating. The whole and the, I think the first half of season five was... Uh, maybe not quite as good, but was still one of the best things I'd ever seen too. So just this whole 16 episode sprint to the to the finale uh, is is number one, and I actually think it's kind of number one by a, a, a good chunk. Um, I, I can't think of anything that I was ever anticipating. Couldn't you know, it was Monday? I'm like, holy shit! I got six days to go to Breaking Bad. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> that uh, yesterday, yesterday. Well, yeah, Walking Dead, of course. We'll talk about Walking Dead some other time, Dave. But, uh, but like, you know, when I was te- Dave and Jay, when I was texting you guys last night, how, you know, it was, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to anybody ever that I'm not getting the East Coast feed uh, and how horrible that was. And I was wishing that it was an awful episode because you got to enjoy it three hours before me. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't fair. So... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I think it's number one and number one by a pretty, pretty large margin. I, I, it's just phenomenal. It's, it sucks that it's ending, but uh, I'm glad that we got to enjoy it. Any, uh, any closing thoughts from anybody? Do, do, anything that you guys need to wrap up tidily like Vince Gilligan? Yeah, one thing I'll say about Walt is that I think one of the things that made him such a strong character was not only the complexity of character traits that uh, Brian Cranston portrayed in Walt and that the writers wrote into him. But I think it's maybe the fact that for a lot of people, and I include myself in this category, um, you can see a little bit of yourself in Walt. Can you? And, and you? and you realize that, you know, under certain circumstances, maybe the decisions that you start to make are not so different from the decisions that Walt started to make. And you sort of you know, it's there but for the grace of God go I, sort of, yeah. sort of thing. And that makes him, uh, you know, a much more relatable and, and sympathetic character to the audience. Let me, let me ask you this then real quick, uh, if we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. In one of our past podcasts, Jay and I talked about... Uh, how, or at least I felt like I could relate more to, let's say, like a Don Draper or something in, in Mad Men as opposed to Walt, where I, I couldn't really relate to any of the characters. Uh, you're, as a Mad Men watcher yourself, can, do you feel like you can relate to the issues they deal with more, or you're saying that you relate more to uh, maybe the issues of a Walt? No, I, I, would, I would definitely relate more to the issues of the Walt. I, the Mad Men characters, I, I don't they're, they're interesting to watch, but I, I don't view them as a lens onto myself, which is, I think, what the best characters ultimately wind up being. Interesting. Okay. Let, let me just bring this around for a second to yeah. poker. You know, this, this thought of, like, making bad decisions, incremental decisions that lead you towards, you know, some sort of moral, you know, something that, that compromises you morally. You know, we've all been around poker for a while, right? And we've all had conversations with people and been in rooms and part of things where you're like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm hearing this, yeah. right? Like, yeah, bit. I mean, and yeah, I've been around people, like, I was in, I, I had a conversation with a guy who, like, you know, or with a lawyer who was like, maybe a little Saul Goodman-esque, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I didn't, 
Like, and this is where this series gets, like, for people who are around gaming a lot. You know, you do have these, we've had these moments, and we haven't, and we're all here, man. You know, we're still all pulling paychecks here. Right. So it's like, we haven't totally walked away from it. So is there, you know, does Breaking Bad relate to us a little bit? Maybe. Yeah, I get, you know, and that was part of the theme of that first podcast we did on this, Jay, is why yeah. poker and gaming is so, uh, has embraced the show so much. And I think, you know, part of it is, uh, Eric, I'd like your opinion on this too, because we do, uh, live in a little bit of a morally ambiguous industry ourselves. Yeah, but I, I will say that he spends a lot of time around boxing, which True. is sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yes. And 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 I, I hope uh, nobody nobody watched the Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight over the weekend where he, three judges gave him a decision that nobody in the arena oh, thought he deserved. No, not yeah. again. So. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, I seem to, uh, Jay can attest that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pretty nice guy, and yet somehow I seem to uh, attach myself to these uh, seedy underbellies uh, somehow, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't spend a whole lot of time watching Breaking Bad figuring out how it connects to poker, but it is, there, there's undeniably a phenomenon where the poker community seems... I guess the entire world kind of got into this show uh, by the by the last season, but still, it, it does really seem that there is some level of connection between the poker world and and Breaking Bad and and a, a, a clear affinity for the show. And uh, I don't know. I, there's nothing cooler than the fact that 80 year old Doyle Brunson sit around sits around tweeting about uh, about how much he loves Breaking Bad. I mean. Uh, it just doesn't get much cooler than that. Yeah, and I guess now that I think about it, I mean, shit, between, like, the four of us, we know how many, personally, pretty well know how many people that are federally indicted or have been, so, uh, yeah, we're not exactly <laughs> swimming in the cleanest waters uh, ourselves, but, uh, all right, well, thanks for joining the pa panel, I'm gonna wrap it up, uh, I don't even know, I don't even know what to do on a, a, a Sunday night anymore. Uh, you know, I know I got The Walking Dead coming up in, in two weeks, so at least that's gonna fill a void, but I can't, this is gonna be a crater-sized void, uh, for, uh, for what we just experienced over the last eight weeks. Uh, I guess, how about this? And Jay, this will tie into the, the post that, uh, you're putting up on, on Wicked Chops. But what is out there? Let's end it with this. Give the listeners to the podcast one show now that Breaking Bad's off that they just need to watch. Start with you, Jay. Uh, that you need to watch? Yeah. Uh, I just got finished with Broadchurch on BBC America, which you could probably still get on um, on demand through okay. cable system, which is an excellent, excellent police procedural. Broadchurch? Uh, Broadchurch, yeah, okay. B-R-O-A-D-C-H-U-R-C-H. English, uh, with, you know, with the, the lead's got a Scottish accent. Um, it's only six or seven episodes, and I don't think there's going to be a second season or anything. Um, very, very, very well done. Among the best procedurals that I've seen in a long time. Dave? Uh, well, given that Breaking Bad is the only TV show that I'm just watching, as far as I'm concerned, Vince Gilligan just dropped the mic and walked off screen. <laughs> Fair enough. Eric? Yeah, I don't know that I have a current show that I would recommend anywhere near this highly, but, you know, in this age of streaming and buying Blu-rays or whatever, uh, you can always go back, and I guess the one that I would recommend if anyone hasn't seen it that I always push pretty hard is, is The Shield would be, that was my favorite all-around show of this era until Breaking Bad displaced it. So I would, yeah, if you're looking for a, 
uh, a fun, exciting show with a uh, morally ambiguous lead, uh, I would I would certainly recommend uh, going back and binge watching that. Uh, Eric, right, I, think I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do that one. Uh, that, I've, I've heard that a lot the last like week. Uh, for me, I, I think it's twofold. Uh, going like if you're going to dip into the reserves, uh, go with season two of Six Feet Under, and then the final season of that show. Both phenomenal, and season two of Six Feet Under would have been my number one before Breaking Bad. And uh, if we're going what's currently on the air, uh, I don't think anybody's going to want to hear me say The Voice or Bachelor, so uh, even though that's pretty much all that I do watch, but uh, I'll go with, of course, The Walking Dead, which I'm sure we'll be doing podcasts that none of you will want to be a part of in the coming weeks. <laughs> Fucking love that show. Love me some hey, Oh, we could do the, uh, the the weekly zombie count. There's all kinds of fun creative. Oh yeah, there's so much. This is a good show. Yeah. They kill zombies in Atlanta. I can't. I mean, you can't top it. So anyway, uh, that is it, guys. Thank you for joining, and uh, I hope that we can come together on something in the future to get us all back on a panel. Thanks very much. Thanks. This was fun. Yeah. Solid, good content, and uh, I'm gonna send it to.